2.3, informative, local, and dependable. We're glad you've joined us this morning. I love Elvis. Uh, I lived in Tupelo for a while, uh, Elvis's birthplace, and I actually got sick of Elvis. I mean, every place you looked, there was Elvis this and Elvis right. that. Elvis's uh, aunt uh, actually signed my wife and I's uh, marriage certificate uh, when we got <laughs> married. And uh, so, uh, but Elvis, great product, great product of Mississippi, great uh, musician, obviously, and a great song, Blue Christmas. Um, we were talking earlier about the approval rating of Congress and how far it is. I got one text in here I want to read real quick before we get to our first guest. Uh, this fellow says, as a country, we have too many old school folks in Congress who have done more to stuff their pockets than to truly help make America great. We need to thank the ones that have been in Congress for years and get new blood with new ideas to lead us. There you go. Some good thoughts. If you've got a thought, Texas 437-1620. My first guest this morning is George Sigler. Uh, George is president of Sky Warrior Flight Training at the Pensacola Airport. George got his naval flight training right here in Pensacola, as many folks have done. Uh, and George developed a new survival kit, which he tested himself. Get this. He tested it by sailing a rubber raft from San Francisco to Hawaii. Uh, and <laughs> that's self-sacrifice, and that's one way to test a survival kit. Uh, the journey is recounted in his book, Experiment in Survival, and George joins us this morning. Welcome, George. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, John. It's good to be with you. I knew a naval aviator would be up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I just knew that. So I appreciate you joining us <laughs> this, this early in the morning. Uh, and you've got an incredible yeah. story to tell. George uh, met with our Rotary Club last week and told this story. And I said, I don't think many people in Pensacola know this story or not enough uh, about what this gentleman has done. And so I want to have him on to do that. So, so George, you decided that the Navy needed a better survival kit. Um Tell us, what was wrong with the old kit to start with? Well, there was a lot of misinformation, John, that uh, manufactured that had used to produce a survival kit. And uh, it was not only for the military that we did this experiment. It was also for civilians that were sailing their own uh, craft across the oceans. A lot of people were losing their lives. Mm. And I just decided that uh, I could produce a better survival kit. And I had to learn uh, what it would take to to uh, live, uh, say, 60 days in a life raft. And uh, so I did a lot of research. I had some assistance uh, at uh, Oakland, California, with the a naval uh, hospital there. And we did, uh, we put the survival kit together. And one of the things we had to accomplish was what, what kind of food and how much food did it, would it take for someone to live for 60 days? And we determined that most people in a basal condition, a resting condition, sitting in a life raft, could survive 60 days with no food whatsoever. No, no food now, at Charlie all. Charlie and I, there were two. No, no food, food at all at for all. 60 days? Charlie and I, no food at all for 60 days. Now, psychologically, that wasn't a good idea. One of the Navy doctors said, George, we think your research is good. We think you could probably live. Most people could live 60 days uh, without food, but people are used to eating three meals a day, so they're going to look <laughs> in that, that survival kit and look, yeah, and look for the food. And so he said, psychologically, you probably ought to put some food in there. Now, 
John, we knew we were going to lose a lot of weight, and I lost from 184 pounds. When I finally got to Hawaii, I weighed 128, oh but but that was perfectly ex- expected because we weren't eating anything. So uh, it's a good weight loss diet. I still have that rubber boat if anybody out there wants to <laughs> try so, that. So, George, were you, were you catching fish? Did you, did you not eat any fish on the way? Well, we did. I had a super. Uh, I did a lot of research on fishing. What and I had stainless steel line in there because a lot of castaways, when they opened the survival kit, they had a fishing kit in there, but it was a, a plastic line of polypropylene, and the fish would bite right through it. So we that was one of the things we thought about. Well, you still leader line, but no, I fished uh, for fifty six days uh, and didn't catch anything. That's why. I think nobody ever invites me to go out fishing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, but but I did catch one fish. Uh, the rubber boat was uh, about 15 foot long. And uh, one day, uh, my partner, Charlie Gore, uh, he said, George, you better check your six. And I looked uh, in back of me, and there was the largest shark I'd ever seen. Oh, and goodness. it came alongside the raft, and I was at the aft end of the raft. Charlie was at the bow. And the shark was longer than the life raft. <laughs> so, wow. anyway, that we did catch that shark uh, with some old tennis shoes I cut in half. And the shark evidently liked the smell of those, so he <laughs> took both of them. And uh, it caused us a little bit of concern uh, because he got up on the side of the raft. Uh, we could see him the whole time. His dorsal fin was out of the water. And he came charging at us, uh, coming through the water. It looked like a torpedo. Wow. And we thought he was going to ram us, but he went right under the boat. We could actually feel him go under the boat. And we jumped to the other side, and all we could see was this big, dark object going deep. And we never saw him again. Oh, so wow. somewhere out in the Pacific, there's a shark out there with, you know, about 100 feet of steel-leadered line hanging out of his mouth. So, <laughs> and, and one of your tennis but, shoes. Yes, and, and my tennis shoes. <laughs> so I, I, know you put, I know you put some hard candy in there george tell us about that tell us why well we we as again uh, psychologically uh a castaway is going to look for some food so we used hard candy because it's a, a sucrose sugar it's a carbohydrate it doesn't take much water to digest and eliminate so sucrose candy for an ocean survival uh, situation was the perfect survival food uh, we didn't use, we couldn't use protein type foods, and a lot of survival kits for the ocean we found had protein type foods. That protein takes more water for digestion and elimination than any other type food products. Now, the best food uh, at all for the highest caloric value was fats and oils. But a problem with the fats and oils, they do go rancid. And a long-term survival kit, you don't know if it's ever going to be used. And so we couldn't use the fats and oils. But if I were going on a hiking trip up in the mountains or something, I'd take wheat germ oil, which is high in vitamin E, which retards the process of the fats and oils going rancid. And it's a great survival ration. It has about four times as many calories in it as the sucrose sugar did. So we had enough sucrose sugar. Uh, we, we ate one little tarm's tablet one for breakfast one for lunch and one for dinner oh wow and we ran out of all the food after 40 days wow. so from the 40th day to 56 days we just had nothing to eat except we shot some dorado or my my when we were very near Hawaii. they were yeah. coming alongside the boat and the survival kit had a collapsible 
spear, they called it a Hawaiian sling, hey, and we were able to shoot some fish. George, let, let us let us take a quick break here. Uh, you may be hungry, so yep. we're going to get something to eat. We'll, we'll be right back with you in just a minute. We need to take a quick, quick commercial break. Thank you, George. Yeah. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis & Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis & Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis & Associates. When you need someone who practices long division, for fun, call Benakis & Associates, now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis & Associates, leave the numbers to the experts. A lot of love goes into a Subaru, and thanks to the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, a lot of love comes out, too. Right now, when you purchase or lease a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of four nationally recognized charities, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. Or choose our local charity, the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association, and Anderson Subaru will donate an extra $150 to Subaru's donation. And for every routine Subaru vehicle service visit, Anderson Subaru will donate $5 more to the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association. So far, we've donated over $140,000 to help fight breast cancer in Pensacola. Be a part of something bigger at the Subaru Share the Love event, November 16th through January 2nd. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at Anderson. Subaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. $250 donation for new purchase or lease. Promotion ends January 2nd. See retailer or andersonsubaru.com slash share for details. Beret has been there for my family, I feel like, through every milestone. And so when this stage of life started coming up, I just knew that Beret was the only option. I came in here nervous. I saw the ring and I was like, yep, I know that's it. That's the one for her. It's beautiful. It's just as special as she is. And it means a lot more than just will you marry me. It's just something that words can't describe. That was so cute. From all of us at Beret Jewelers, happy holidays. Thinning hair is normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. Once I started taking Nutrafol, I could visibly see my hair get thicker. It made my hair stronger. Nutrafol, the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement brand. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. You've got nothing to lose and everything to grow. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. This is Lindsay and Chill Out Cryo Spa wishing you a wonderful Christmas and Happy New Year. Well, in a few weeks, Cat Country celebrates their 20th anniversary. And on behalf of the Apple Yard Agency, who's been around over 60 years, we want to wish you the happy anniversary and the best holidays possible. We love our partnership with Cat Country. This is Heather Hurst with DR Horton wishing a wonderful Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello, everyone. This is Austin Price wanting to wish you both a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from News Radio 92.3. Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3.
of a white Christmas. Just like the one. Are you uh, are you an Eric Clapton guy? Do you oh, like Clapton? I am so much an Eric oh, Clapton yeah. fan. How can you play guitar and not be an Eric Clapton? I know, man. King of the Stratocaster, in my oh, opinion. Absolutely. He's one of the greatest. So good morning. I'm John Hutchinson. I'm sitting in for Andrew McKay this morning. We've been talking to George Sigler, who's president of Sky Warrior Flight Training here at the Pensacola Airport. George is telling us about an amazing journey he took in order to help develop a better survival kit. Uh, he went in a rubber raft, uh, sailed a rubber raft from San Francisco to Hawaii, uh, and he wrote a book about it called Experiment and Survival. George, uh, welcome back. You had a buddy with you uh, who went with you. And yes. I want to know how many beers it took to convince him to get in that raft with you and float to Hawaii. Now, there, had to, there has to be a story there. Well, John, I, I, I consider myself one of the best salesmen in the world because I convinced Charlie that this was a good thing to do. And uh, Charlie wanted to be an airline pilot. I, I, I'd given up that idea because I, I, I just got bored flying up at thirty, forty thousand 40,000 feet with autopilot flying the airplane. But anyway, Charlie had a class date that was about four months away. So uh, I told him, hey, we can do this. And we'll go into business together, and we'll sell survival kits. And and the thing about Charlie, I knew no matter how hard things got, because I had no idea what to expect out there, uh, that he wouldn't give up. And, of course, neither would I. So uh, he was a great partner to take on this raft trip. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, George, you told us about the great white shark, and that's that's <laughs> – that's thrilling enough, but you told me your second day out was probably the worst day. Tell us about your second day on this journey in a rubber raft from San Francisco to Hawaii. Well, the sec- second day out, we were on the backside of a hurricane that was way south of us, and uh, we were about 80 miles off the coast of Monterey, California, and uh, the wind was about 35, 40 knots, and we were sailing down. Uh, the survival kit had a small sail in it, but a plastic sail reinforced uh, nylon and we were sailing down the side of these waves and we were having a ball it was like surfing and uh i calculated i told charlie i said charlie i thought it would take us between 50 and 60 days to get to hawaii but at this speed you know we may get there in 30 days but <laughs> unfortunately uh we were both aviators and not very good sailors and uh we saw a big wave it called uh, and nautical terms a rogue wave and we saw it build it up in back of us it was about the normal waves were between 18 and 20 feet this thing was around 40 feet and with with the rubber boat we couldn't maneuver out of the way so we went up the side if anyone's seen the promotion of the perfect storm where the boat's going up the vertical wave mm. it's exactly what happened to us that the rubber boat went up the side of this vertical wave and we just fell off the front side of that wave and unfortunately we fell upside down, and we were thrown out of the raft. I was trapped in, in the raft with a in a nylon sleeping bag. And uh, anyway, the, Charlie and I crawled on the bottom of the raft, and uh, the water temperature is about 58 degrees. And the one thing we didn't plan on is having to ride that boat. Mm. We, we had a plan on how to do it, but we never considered the suction of the water. So we'd try to – we had – two one-person life rafts. We got in those, and we thought if we lifted the side of the Zodiac up, we could just flip it over. But as we lifted, the suction on the water kept the Zodiac pinned to the water, and we couldn't get it overturned. So eventually, uh, Charlie wasn't in favor of this. I wasn't either, but uh, uh, I dove under the raft, and I took all the valves out, and I deflated the life raft. So there it was, floppy on top of the water, 
And Charlie and I crawled on top, and we pulled it over itself, uninflated, and then we had the foot pump. That's one thing I had to find, make sure we still had a foot pump. And uh, we reinflated the raft. We never talked about quitting. Uh, I, <laughs> we probably should have. But uh, anyway, we evaluated what we had. We still had the survival kit, and that's what we were out there to test. So that's we said, amazing. let's just continue and see how things go. But we we learned a good lesson, John. That, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to us because we ran across about three or four major storms out there in the mm-hmm. 56 days. Mm-hmm. But we after that one incident in off the coast of Monterey, we were strong enough to make all those mistakes we made and still survive. It yeah. had to happen uh, 30 or 40 days into the trip. We were so weak from lack of food, and I don't think we could have got that raft uh, back upright. So uh, well, sometimes I, I, George, obviously, obviously in your life, and, and it's probably the best thing that ever happened to you. It made you stronger. Yeah, well, obviously you made it. Uh, but what, what kind of condition were you yeah. in medically when you, when, you, when you got to Hawaii? What was your blood pressure, your heartbeat, well, those kinds of things? Yeah, well, the Navy um, furnished us with a blood pressure cuff and a stethoscope and some other experiments. Uh, and uh, our blood pressure, a lot of people I tell, if you uh, have high blood pressure, you might consider losing some weight. Our blood pressure dropped from a normal 120 over 80 uh, to 60 over zero. We could no longer get wow. a diastolic pressure. And that word is a little bit, of course, we didn't expect that low uh, blood pressure. Now, that could have happened as i reflect on this trip years later sure we lost a lot of weight you know from 184 down to 128 and that will certainly reduce your blood pressure but also we weren't taking any salt we had zero salt in our diet even though we were in salt water so that probably contributed to the fact that the low blood pressure our heart rate sitting in the life raft in that basal condition uh, my heart rate normally between 55 and 60 beats a minute. The heart rate dropped to 35 beats a minute. So you could just sit there every two seconds or so, your, your heart would beat. So our wow. bodies were really slowing down. And the curious thing about this, John, uh, being dehydrated, and we were very dehydrated, we converted seawater to fresh water. Right. And, of course, I thought crossing the Pacific Ocean, we'd get some rain. It never rained on us. Wow. And the curious thing about that, about – 15 years after this trip, I was there in an airplane for a doctor over to Australia from San Francisco, and I had to ditch that airplane 600 miles south of the Big Island of Hawaii, and it never stopped raining. <laughs> in fact, I had the doctor with me, and I told him, I said, Doc, we got to bail the water out of this raft. Yeah. <laughs> well, George, we're just, we're just about out of town. Go. We're just about out of time, but yeah. I, do, I do appreciate you joining us this morning. And I want people to know, here's why I wanted you to tell your story, because it is so rare today that we have people who were sacrificed so much uh, for their country, so much so that they can develop, in your case, a survival kit to save other people's lives. I just think that is that is well worth uh, us uh, 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 celebrating. Uh, You and Charlie did something uh, beyond self-sacrifice. That's the definition of sacrifice. Uh, which you two guys did, so that other folks can yeah. survive in similar situations. So thank you for your story. Yeah. Thank John, you for your service. Yeah. And uh, and thank you for yeah. being another great Pensacola Naval Aviator. We're proud of all you guys. All right, we're going to go to news. Yeah. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, yeah, thank you, George. We'll see you soon. But not in a rubber raft. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> all right, let's go to the news. Well, hey, we'll have our local headlines right after Fox. 
I'm Therese Crowley. Seems like everybody's traveling somewhere this Christmas weekend in New Year. AAA says $115 million by car. That's like two-thirds of us looking to set holiday travel records. And at the southern border, too, even though December's normally slow with new one-day records, House Speaker Mike Johnson sends a letter to President Biden to urge emergency executive actions. Senator Ron Johnson tells Fox about bipartisan Senate border security talks. The problem we have is we're negotiating with an administration and Democrats in the Senate who want an open border that caused this crisis. You know, Biden came into office and the border was largely secured. Uh, we'd stop the flow of unaccompanied children, of family units exploiting our, our laws. Pleasant year-end surprise. Inflation cooled to 3.1% for the year, down from last year's peak of 9.1%. America is listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. Right now it is 50 degrees, mostly cloudy skies in Pensacola. One of uh, Northwest Florida's largest manufacturing companies could be growing much larger and potentially adding hundreds of jobs in Santa Rosa County. The News Journal reporting Golf Cable has obtained another 30 acres in the Santa Rosa Industrial Park and has plans to expand to a 1.2 million square foot building space. If all goes well, they could reportedly employ up to 800 people with the enlarged facility. The plans would nearly double the amount of space they currently have in the industrial park. A Pensacola man is accused of stealing hundreds of dollars from a local Mexican restaurant, then coming back and robbing the same place over and over again. 22-year-old Jordan Grandison was arrested this week on charges of armed robbery, aggravated assault, grand theft, and burglary. All of this happened at the La Cabana Mexican Kitchen on Pensacola Boulevard, the owner says the same man targeted her taco truck at least four times, robbing them at knife point, taking around $5,000. And this time, people, they're really desperate to get the money, the easy money. It's not fair. I mean, it's not fair. It's, it's frustrating for us. That's business owner Emma Mercado. She tells Channel 3 the last time this happened, she fought back using a spike that normally they stack receipts on. Grandison was arrested a few days later after being found in a d behind a dumpster in the area. He's now being held on $40,000 bond. Well, Florida State University is reportedly holding an emergency meeting today. An agenda has not been released in connection uh, to the virtual gathering with the school's board of trustees. However, in a previous meeting, and this was several, several months ago, FSU President Richard McCullough did mention the possibility of its football team leaving the ACC due to the league's financial concerns. FSU, of course, also recently being left out of the college football playoffs earlier this month despite winning the ACC championship and finishing with an undefeated season. Attorney General Ashley Moody also says her office has started an antitrust investigation into the committee's decision in that case. A Sarasota man facing charges for allegedly making thousands of dollars in fraudulent withdrawals from Navy federal bank accounts in the area. 37-year-old Jason Walker was booked into the Escambia County Jail yesterday on charges including identity theft, grand theft, and bank fraud. Police say Walker made fraudulent withdrawals and presented fake identification of different victims. Uh, and police say that Walker withdrew a total of more than $34,000 in a three-day period. Uh, Walker reportedly had also served a nine-month state prison term on fraud charges previously being released in just April of this year. Well, if you drove by the Pensacola Bay Bridge last night, you probably saw it lit up. 
Uh, it's going to be lit up through the holiday season. Mayor D.C. Reeves says the uh, Christmas the lights will be Christmas-themed through early next week. Then they'll switch over red, to red, white, and blue. And on New Year's Eve, they'll stay on until midnight. It's uh, part of the testing being done by FDOT right now. They are still in uh, testing. And I remind you guys uh, that when the bridge was designed, planned, when the lighting was planned, there has been a change in procedure with the Coast Guard from before, from when it was planned, to now. So that is what's kind of caused some of this confusion about testing. And Reeve says that the new standards for the lights were put into place as the bridge was being built. He says it's nobody's fault, just a change in protocol. 635 at News Radio, and let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? Well, you can tell it's Christmas time. The roads are pretty quiet out there, especially in this hour. Uh, no major accidents or slowdowns to report. Looks like Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre East and westbound looking good. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. If you're headed out of Milton this morning going through Pace on Highway 90, no accidents reported there as well. Highway 29 South or Cantonment, no issues slowing you down. Looking over in the city here, it looks like Chase Street, Garden Street, Garden uh, Palafox, uh, Gregory Street, all checking in clear. No slowdowns on Cervantes and Bayfront Parkway checks in without delays. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let us know. Call or text me on our traffic tip line, 437-1620. Jake Walker with Traffic, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. Thank you very much, Jake. Now look at our Channel 3 weather forecast with Brooke Richardson. We are going to be seeing a partly cloudy sky day today with temperatures warming up near the mid to upper 60s. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 54 degrees. Rain moves in for our Saturday with a 70% chance of rain, high near 61. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 54 degrees. On Sunday, small chance of rain, otherwise mostly sunny skies with a high near 62. And Sunday night, temperatures dropping near 46. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. 50 in Pensacola, 52 in Gulf Breeze, 47 in Milton. Our next news at 7 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. If you need a new vehicle, you may want to hold off. Both new and used cars were expensive for drivers in 2023 due to poor inventory and high borrowing costs. The good news? Experts say consumers might see lower prices in 2024 due to a bolster in inventory and expected interest rate cuts. Drivers are predicted to find the best deals with electric vehicles as sales have slowed year over year. A federal administrative judge has ruled that Whole Foods did not violate the law when punishing employees for wearing Black Lives Matter apparel supporting the movement. The judge for the National Labor Relations Board says disciplining employees for wearing Black Lives Matter masks, pins, and other accessories did not violate the labor rights of employees because it was not connected with their employment or working conditions. Whole Foods employees will be able to appeal the decision with the labor board. And on Wall Street, futures are lower today. Yesterday, the Dow Industrials closed moderately higher, up 322. That's your money now. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring. Except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a 1000 bucks fast, minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. 
Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. So you always hear me talking about Pensacola Hardware as a great place to go if you need to remodel or repair or rebuild or just build for the first time, especially if you're a professional builder. They've got you covered. Great place to get supplies, great place to get safety equipment and advice if you're not sure how to do it or if you are sure. Either way, they know because they've been doing this since 1851. But right now, as we're kind of in the gift-giving season, there's a great thing at the front of their store. It's their houseware section, which means that there's just all kinds of stuff. There's grills, there's cookware, there's gumbo pots, there's Yeti. They've got a whole area devoted to Yeti merchandise. They've got football gear for SEC or ACC or kind of anything you're looking for. I mean, really, it's the kind of place you go and buy Christmas gifts for your friends, your loved ones, maybe tell them to buy for you or buy something for yourself. You deserve it. So not just for hardware, but also for housewares, the front of the store at Pensacola Hardware right downtown at 20 East Gregory Street. Greater Pensacola's leaders are in the tallest buildings and smallest shops, and they come together here to drive growth and innovation, to bridge industries, to share fresh ideas, and to understand how they can play a part in Greater Pensacola's success. The Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. We believe local businesses are the cornerstone of a great community. Each Sunday at 7.30 a.m., the Bible Baptist Bookstore of Pensacola, Florida brings you Theological Seminar with teacher Peter S. Ruckman, founder and president of the Pensacola Bible Institute. He will teach you what the Bible says about the subject, not merely what it is presumed to teach. Tune in this Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for Theological Seminar with Dr. Peter S. Ruckman, brought to you by Bible Baptist Bookstore on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3, and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. I'm John Hutchinson, sitting in for Andrew McKay this morning on News Radio 92.3. We're glad you joined us. It's Friday. Uh, I hope you're off. I hope you're at home enjoying a good cup of coffee, maybe a good breakfast, uh, listening to us. Uh, we're going to take it uh, easy. I hope you will too. And going into the holidays, enjoy your family, enjoy the presents, enjoy the season. Uh, and we're here to help you do that this morning. Uh, homelessness. We're going to talk about that for a few minutes. Homelessness is a nationwide problem. It actually uh, increased 12% in last year in the United States. and But it's also a local problem, and you know that if you follow the news. Um, there are two broad types of homelessness. Uh, 
first of all, there's the working poor. Those are people, maybe school teachers, waiters, waitresses, maybe police officers, those folks who can't afford local housing, uh, who have a job, they're working. But then there are those who are not working, of course, the panhandlers who may have addictions or other issues. But both groups need help. And uh, this time of year, we, we tend to think more about folks who need help. Both groups need help. Both groups pose problems for communities. And I've got on the phone Mark Holoran. Mark is the chief executive officer of the Florida Housing uh, Enterprise. And Mark has developed a very successful program in Phoenix to address homelessness. Uh, he's now working here in Florida to help us address these problems. Uh, so I wanted to have Mark on this morning to tell us about his program uh, and what he's doing here in Florida. Mark, welcome. Thank you, John. Uh, happy to be with you. Yeah, it's great to be here. I uh, hope you're ready for Christmas. Yeah. Um, not not quite. All right. You got, <laughs> you got a two more days. more days. You got two more days. Tell us about the program in Phoenix, uh, Mark, that you've developed out there and how it works. Um, John, um, what we focused on initially was um, homeless shelters and. Um, the city of Phoenix and Maricopa County worked together to create what they call a human services campus. And it was sort of a central location that provided um, all the services, food services, uh, behavioral and physical health care, and shelter. Mm-hmm. And I ran the uh, shelter uh, component piece. Uh, when I left six years ago, um, we were housing close to 1,000 men, women, and children, right. So, you know, obviously Phoenix, like a lot of other metro areas, have significant homeless problems. Um, but, uh, but the major focus was, okay, once you get them into the shelter, providing them various services, where do they go? And this has happened in, I think, in Pensacola, certainly in Phoenix, um, the recent increase in uh in prices of single-family residences, and then just the rents that are being charged right. uh, made it almost impossible for people to get any sort of housing. Yeah. Um, so we focused uh, through another uh, nonprofit called Arizona Housing Inc. Um, put together quite an effort to develop a permanent, affordable, supportive housing, and this was basically serving people at 50% of every income or less. Which is which is you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of anyone uh, either working or receiving benefits, but um, probably making around eleven dollars, twelve dollars an hour or less. Okay, Mark, can you yeah. hold right there? We got to take a break, and uh, we'll be back okay. uh, in a few minutes. And finish okay. talking with Mark Holoran, uh, Chief Executive Officer of the Florida Housing Enterprises. Uh, we're just going to take a quick look at traffic real quick and get right back to this interview. Uh, I-10 and I-110 is at posted speeds. 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is looking clear. If you're headed out of Milton this morning on Highway 90 going through Pace, no accidents reported by FDOT. Uh, Highway 29 south through Cantonment, no issues reported. Longleaf Drive, Mobile Highway, Pine Forest, Chase Street, Gregory Street. Everything's looking great this morning. Merry Christmas. Uh, this traffic report is brought to you by Jackson Hewitt. Tax services, the home of the Money Today Guarantee, tax refunded advance loans at Jackson Hewitt starting December 11th. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let us know on our traffic tip line, 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thank you, Jake. We're back now. We're talking with Mark Holoran, who's chief executive officer of the Florida Housing Enterprises, talking about homelessness. And and Mark's talking about 
the, the program they've got in Phoenix to address this. And I uh, was talking a minute about how we're going to hopefully translate that into Pensacola. Mark, so so if I understand right, you you take old uh, motels, hotels, uh, and uh, refurbish them, and then rent those out. Is that is that the basic model you're using in Phoenix? Um, that's absolutely correct. And 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 one of the the items in Pensacola that really attracted my attention was that that currently the cost per what we refer to as cost per door uh, or cost per room uh, was about half of what it was uh, in Phoenix uh, to acquire and then renovate. So. Uh, in, in many ways, if, if uh, some uh, significant funding could be identified, and it's probably going to be federal funding, to acquire these motels and, and then renovate them, um, this could provide a significant number of affordable housing units that uh, could be brought online in less than a year. And uh, there are motels that are currently available in, in Pensacola to make this happen. And this could serve not only the homeless, but the working poor at the same time. It could serve veterans. It could serve single moms with uh, children. Uh, you know, basically, it just depends on what the specific need is in the community that um, you know, you're bringing these hotels online. So, Mark, is the rent that people pay based on a sliding scale? Is it based on income or uh, I mean, I, the, I, I'm, I'm assuming the, yeah, the model is for, for the rent to help pay for the upkeep of the of the, uh, of the of the housing as it moves along, is that right? It it, it is, and, and um, you know the main focus, and, and, and typically non, you know, a nonprofit would do this would be the owner and operator. Um, they would be very mission driven. So, uh, I, you want the the project to work from a cash flow standpoint. You know you can't spend more money than you bring in, but at the same time. Uh, there isn't a significant profit motivation there. And uh, in, uh, I will tell you, in Arizona, uh, uh, Arizona Housing Inc., we had 700 units of housing. Uh, we served about two-thirds of the, of the tenants were 55 years of age and older. And the average rent that we charged, which included utilities and provided supportive services, was about $750 a month. And so, you know, that was a, a very attractive price level yeah. and very affordable for, for many people. Um, and if someone is, uh, you know, receiving, say, Section 8 or some sort of uh, rent subsidy, mm-hmm. um, typically they're not going to pay more than 30% of what their income is. Mm-hmm. So um, that allows, you know, you brought this up, uh, people who are working in the hospitality business, and the restaurant business allows them to get a decent, safe place to live. At the same time, it's affordable. And then that has an impact, a broader impact, on you know, the overall economy in right. places like Pensacola. Well, t- talk about that so for a minute, Mark, because, I mean, to- other, than the, other than the eye candy of uh, getting people off street corners, uh, what are the benefits of a community for doing this, of solving this homelessness problem, given these, particularly the working poor? And I think mostly what you're talking about is is helping the working poor more so than the folks who uh, are panhandling, may have addiction problems, those kinds of things, even though this could apply to them. Uh, but there is a rent component uh, involved in this as well. So so what are the benefits to the community of, of, of doing this? I, mean, I think that's really important to stress. Yeah. Um... Well, certainly, when you're talking about the working poor, 
Um, I mean, I, in, in my visits to Pensacola and the various restaurants where um, a lot of the tables had no people sitting there because, you know, the restaurants couldn't uh, find anybody to work to, you know, to yeah. uh, wait on people and things like that. So it's having a very direct economic impact. Um, uh, when you get to the uh, individuals that say are, are have had some uh, say substance abuse problems or have just been homeless, um, <clears throat> you know, communities are already dealing with that issue uh, directly or indirectly. Um, that can involve uh, involvement by the correctional system, involve the police department. Uh, typically, uh, people that are in the 911 system. A lot of a lot of times, know these individuals on a first name basis because yeah. I've dealt with them so many times. Yeah, Mark, I know um, you've come to Pensacola and you've talked to folks here, uh, hoping to do something like that here. The key component, I guess, is funding, and I think another key component is finding a local government official who will be a champion of this. I think this program works. You've proven it works. Hopefully, we can get it working here in Pensacola. Thank you for what you're doing, uh, and hopefully, that model can be used here. Uh, to help folks who are the working poor in particular, who I think really deserve uh, an opportunity to be successful. So thanks for all you're doing. We hope to see you around Pensacola. We hope that you can get this moving in Pensacola uh, to help uh, do here what you've done in Phoenix. So thanks for joining us this Mark this morning, Mark. We really appreciate thank it. You, John. All right. Thank you. Happy, right. holidays. Happy holidays to you too. All right. Let's go to Jake with traffic on the fives. All right, we're looking great out there this morning. Nothing's slowing you down. Uh, looks like Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. Highway 90 out of Milton and Pace is looking good. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Uh, while I'm here, let's go ahead and get a look at our gas prices. Uh, looks like the uh, Shell and Circle K on Kenmore Road in Pensacola is $245. Uh, the Circle K and Shell on West Nine Mile Road is $259. Happy Jacks on Palafox Street is $259 as well. The Walmart Neighborhood Market in Navarre is $267. Uh, looks like the Sefco on North Pace Boulevard is $269. Over in Milton, Tom Thumb, $288. Uh, on Dogwood Drive, the Circle K on Stewart Street in Milton, 294. Ooh. And uh, the Murphy Express on Highway 90 in Pace is 283. Looks like the Sitgo and Tom Thumb on US 90 in Milton is 285. The Circle K in Pace, 290. These gas prices are brought to you by Pete Moore Volkswagen. They're on the west side of Pensacola, not in Car City. Check them out at PeteMooreVolkswagen.com. We'll be right back with more Pensacola Morning News right after this break. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stephen? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them today at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Whenever I think about Christina Leavenworth, I think about the first time we bought a house. And, man, how I wish I could have had a realtor like her when that was happening. Because, you know, we didn't know anything. We were young kids. And, I mean, it, it turned out okay. But with Christina Leavenworth, I would know that I'd get all my questions answered. I know that she would navigate through the process, take care of us, hold our hand, basically, teach us how to do things, make sure that we're only paying what a house is worth, and kind of be like our bulldog fighting for us. I just, I know that. And making sure that all the way through the end, the process gets taken care of, because she not only understands the buyer's mindset, obviously, 
but she understands the seller's mindset because selling 233 homes in a year, she really understands the way they look at the world and what will they negotiate on, what won't they negotiate on, what's the right price, what's the price other people are going to offer, how likely is it that multiple people are going to offer, like all of that kind of stuff. She knows it cold, so though she represents you as a buyer and also a seller, don't get me wrong, she'll sell your house too, but she gets how they think so she knows how the other side can work effectively for that. So if you're thinking about buying for the first time, a great resource, Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty, 723-9158. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Hi, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. During this beautiful time of year, let us not forget to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. What a wonderful gift we have all been given. From our family to yours, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a happy and blessed New Year. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Need some last-minute Christmas gifts? Check out the Merry Holiday Street Market Saturday on North Tarragona for unique vendors and lots of special items. The market is on from 2 to 5 at the Handlebar. Check out the bird-watching event at Big Lagoon State Park Saturday morning from 8 till 9. Presented by the Friends of Pensacola State Parks. See DoPensacola.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. Here are the News Radio 923 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30 day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 923 AM 1620 are non transferable, non redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 923 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30 day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit NewsRadio923.com. Hi, this is David Wayne, and I just want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. Good morning, Pensacola. I'm John Hutchinson filling in for Andrew McKay this morning on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Uh, I want to thank Mark Holloran, who just spoke with us about housing and homelessness, uh, the great program he's got in Phoenix. I want to thank him for what he and others are doing uh, to help with the homeless situation. He's here in Pensacola working uh, to try and bring that program, that model to Pensacola, that seems to work very well in Phoenix. So hopefully, he could be successful with that. What's coming up? We're going to talk about incorporating Perdido uh, or not. Uh, Gus Syllabus will be in the house uh, and talk about all that good holiday cooking. Then we're going to have Matt Coughlin with the Pensacola Airport. He's going to talk about holiday travel trips. So if you're getting ready to fly out or fly in, uh, Matt will tell you how to best do that, how to get through quickly and safely. Uh, he's also going to talk a little bit about airport expansion and maybe about ST Aerospace and what they're doing there. And then we're going to have David Stafford. Uh, the county's outgoing supervisor of election. He's going to join us to talk about his future plans. It's Friday, so we'll have Julio Diaz to talk about Christmas movies, and then we'll have two special guests in for the wrap, Casey Etheridge uh, from Baptist Hospital and Jack Williams from Seville Quarter, all in the studio this morning. It's going to get crowded, so everybody move over. There's a party going on in here. Uh, and now we're going to go to Jake with a break for news. Thanks. 
All right. Well, let's get a quick look at traffic real quick. Uh, we're looking good around town. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is clear. Highway 29 out of Cantonment, no issues reported. Longleaf Drive, Mobile Highway, Pine Forest Road, North Blue Angel, all looking good this morning. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. I-10 and I-110 is at posted speeds. This traffic report is brought to you by Bobby Lycus Auto Service. Bobby Lycus Auto Service on Davis Highway. Let's get a look at our news headlines with David. David? Well, thank you very much, Jake. And uh, the U.S. supporting a resolution being drafted by the U.N. Security Council that calls for a pause in the Israel-Hamas war to allow aid into Gaza. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield said yesterday the U.S. is now ready to move forward on this resolution, which calls for an urgent extended humanitarian pause in the fighting. The widow, the widow of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi being granted political asylum in the U.S. Khashoggi, was criticized, who criticized the Saudi government, was murdered in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul back in 2018. And uh, we'll have a, a look at our local news headlines here in just a few minutes, including we'll hear from Sheriff Eric Aiden in Okaloosa County about the swatting incident in Baker. All that coming up after Fox News. Thank you, David. Stay tuned for Fox News. We'll be right back after the break. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Gulf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.